Court is now in session with Carney Bulldog Hoops, and it's time for the Coach Stegman Show. And now, here's your host, Andy Martin and Coach Kirk Stegman. Carney this time breaks the press without a lot of problems. Brennan Watkins gives off to Decker Hansen on the left wing. On the floor for Carney. Here's a three by Brennan Watkins. Off short iron. Rebound fought for. Jacob Stevens job, hustling. Jacob. Comes up with that rebound over on the right block. He's going to dribble back out to Brennan Watkins. Here's Brennan in the same spot for three, and he splashes a three. Nice shot for Brennan Watkins as he gets two chances because of Jacob Stevens on the offensive rebound. Good afternoon and welcome in to the postseason wrap-up version of the Coach Stegman Show. Today we have both high school program coaches in the studio today. We have both Coach Kirk Stegman and Coach Troy Ressler. And we're going to be doing some wrap-up of the season. It was a uh, up-and-down season for the boys and a way-up and then a little bit down season for the girls. So we'll spend uh, the first segment talking to Coach Stegman about his season. Uh, Coach, welcome in. Uh, how's your spring going now that uh, you've had a couple of days off? Oh, thanks for having me. It's going really good. Spring break's coming up, so I'm excited. Good, good. All right, so your boys ended up the season with a record of 10 and 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I kind of started to reflect on on the season, I wrote down uh, good wins, tough losses, mm-hmm. some bad losses, yep. some bad breaks, some injury and illness. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, that's how I kind of remembered the season. Does that does that ring true for you as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I thought the kids had a pretty good season. You know, there's things that happen throughout the, you know, the year. And I think we've talked about it before. Been very fortunate the years before. No injuries or sickness. Kids haven't missed very much this year. Hit us pretty hard. So, what expectations did you have for this team coming into the season? Well, I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, you look at, you know, who's in your district and our conference and things like that. You know, this is our third year now in the Suburban Conference, and we still have not won it. And, you know, going 500 in the conference is always one of our goals. And, um, you know, with Raytown South in our district this year, the way I looked at it was, um, I don't want to say disappointing season, but, you know, I guess I will say disappointing season if we don't make the district championship. If we make it, it's a good season. If we win it, that's a great season. So we fell a little bit short of expectations for myself and I think our coaching staff as well. So I hate to I hate to put you on the spot about your biggest challenge, but mm-hmm. I kind I kind of want to know where you have thought about it now that the season's been over for a little while. Is uh, your biggest challenge going through uh, this season? Yeah, I, th- I think um, size was one of our biggest issues. Um, you know, the the kids had a lot of heart, you know, sometimes when you're just six foot one and six foot two and you go against other guys, you know, looking back, nineteen of the twenty six games we lost to rebounding totals. And when that happens, you're not gonna be as as, as success, successful as you wanna be. And yeah, we uh we had the opportunity obviously to broadcast the uh the girls quarterfinal game here on this past Saturday mm-hmm. and we got there early enough to see Southeast and Grandview play. Yep. yep. And it's almost laughable at how athletic and and big those sure. teams are. For um, sure. Because, yeah, when you're already at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know, because of your size, your athleticism and your quickness and your speed mm-hmm. and your shooting ability has to be that elevated that much more. And um, 
yeah, I can't imagine standing on the sideline being a you know a six four <laughs> six five guy yourself. Um, just how hard that uh, of a of a hill to overcome that is. It, it, it's tough, you know. I talked to Coach Russell about it too, and sometimes you know my first couple of years got a little spoiled. How how truly difficult it is to win a district championship, you know, get down to the top sixteen in class four, especially with Raytown South and Grandview. And you know, when we went to Grandview, we only got dunked on seven times. So I think that was. <laughs> That was a tough game, but you know what? It just, I, I still have a lot of, you know, I, I never underestimate a Carney kid, and we had opportunities that, to me, we should have won more games, and there was times where I didn't coach my, I would say this wasn't my best season coaching, and there's, uh, there's a lot that I can learn from it and get better and continue to work and adjust, and our, our margin for error was a little bit smaller than it's been in the last couple seasons, but to me, there's always no excuses, and we just got to be better. So going back to that, what what not did you learn about yourself first, but what did you learn most about this group that you had this season? Well, it, it was a group that coming in, we knew that they weren't the most vocal group. And there's things we tried to do early on where we tried to get these guys vocal and talk. And, you know, the, it, it's funny when you when you're playing well, it's easy to do. And when you start, things start falling off a little bit, we're very, very quiet. And that's something we tried to work on throughout the season. And, you know, I thought they did a good job, you know, that it it kind of came down to that Oak Grove game. You know, we make a couple plays here in the end, then we're playing for a district championship at home and anything could happen. So I just think one of the toughest things throughout the season was getting these kids to be more vocal. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hard thing to develop in mm-hmm. a, a high school kid, as we've talked about more than once. You're born leaders. Mm-hmm. You don't have those every year. You know, you, you and, and if you do, mm-hmm. they, they may be playing football or they may be, you know, in in some other sort of educational arena in, sure. in the school and not necessarily on your basketball team. So yeah, you have to kind of build up the, uh, the leaders that you can see or see mm-hmm. the potential of yeah. on your squad. And if, if they fall into that and mm-hmm. become that, you know, it's a bonus, but, yeah. but if they don't, you know, maybe, maybe one of those other kids that's listening and watching you trying to prod on mm-hmm. one of the other players, maybe they find their voice a little sooner. And, yep. and I know year to year, it's, it's completely different and you really don't know what you've got until probably four or five games <laughs> into the season. So that's, that's got to be a little frustrating. And you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, when we talk about character, the five seniors we had this year were probably, I mean, I told them after the season was over, I would trust them to watch my baby girl. And that means a lot to me. So, I mean, the character was high. They're great kids. I know three of them are 4.0 students and they're going to go out and work for Cerner and make a lot of money. It just, you know, sometimes as a coach, what I need to do is get the most out of them. And there were times where I felt like I could have done a little bit better. So is that what you would say you, you learned most about you as a coach this season? Was- I, I think I, for sure. I mean, one of the biggest things I'm going to look at next year is just accountability every single day. Everybody is going to be accountable for all their actions, coaching staff, players, everything. You know, if you can't, you even in the off season, if you can't make a workout, you're going to call me this year. You're not going to text me. You're going to call me and say why you can't make it and things like that. And I think just being consistently accountable is going to be a huge part of our program. So that was kind of leads into my next question. Um, what will you, since you're going to have, you know, some, some still young talent mm-hmm. returning for next year, what, what are you going to take away from, from this team that will help next year's team going forward? I think, you know, sometimes when you, when you fail, you learn from some failure. And we had some games where we didn't execute like we needed to. We didn't, you know, weren't physical enough. And these younger kids can learn from our mistakes. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways as well as a coaching staff. I mean, there's things that, you know, we thought that were set in stone, but there's things we need to adjust. And, 
you know, little things, team bonding things, maybe getting these guys a little bit more uh, team bonding, things like that. So, I mean, to me, high school basketball, and you can ask Coach Ressler, chemistry is such a big thing. And it, it's really easy to see the girls' program. Their chemistry was just fantastic. And it's little things like that that's going to make you a good team to a great team, a great team to an elite team, and things like that. So, I mean, you know, as a coaching staff, as a, as players, we're, we're going to continue to work and make our chemistry as best as we possibly can, be accountable, and work hard. Your, uh, your kind of theme, your mantra this season was takes no talent, TNT. Mm-hmm. And that proved to be valuable mm-hmm. uh, because obviously you ran into a, a few teams, quite a few teams that had more talent than you guys. But with all of the issues that your team had this year, uh, I thought that they played like that mantra this year. I, I never saw them, you know, I saw them hang their heads every once in a mm-hmm. while. I saw them, you know, their shoulders drop and sag. But in the long run, the way they competed uh, and finished games that they that they could, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I feel like you should be proud of them and I feel like the... The, the community should be proud of how Absolutely. they, how they I work. I think so, too. I mean, I, I thought the kids battled. I mean, you know, we can say it's a disappointing season at 10 and 16. We went on the road and we beat Liberty at Liberty. Yeah. You know, we went and we beat North Kansas City and Grain Valley. and You had Park Hill on the ropes. Park Hill the on the ropes. Jewel and, tournament. And, you know, Liberty North, the first time we played them, we were, we were, it was a two-point game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, just finishing out games. And the, as myself, you know, too, as a coach, there's things I need to do better in the fourth quarter, make sure that, you know, we save more timeouts and, and it, it, to me, it's kind of tough because some, sometimes I'll use timeouts for just rest because mm-hmm. when we're playing six and seven guys, the guys are get exhausted and tired and conditioning is another thing we need to work. I mean, there's just so many things that we need to get ready for next year. And the the, the thing is, like, I'm really proud of the, the way our kids fought. I mean, that Oak Grove game came down to last team that had the ball was going to win. And it truly did. And, you know, I, I wanted so bad. You know, I wanted to play in a district championship, but I wanted those seniors and those kids to get an opportunity to play mm-hmm. Raytown South, be the underdogs and at home, because to me, anything can happen. In the last couple of years, it has. And, you know, I just wanted them to have that moment because they've earned it. They worked really hard for that opportunity. But, you know, sometimes that's what happens. The basketball gods mm-hmm. gave it to Oak Grove this, that game, and, and it is what it is. Well, let's talk about those seniors. We had uh, Decker Hansen. Um, Gavin Frizzell, mm-hmm. Jordan Carr, and Aaron Hoffman were your seniors this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Decker, um, all-conference honorable mention. Yep. Uh, Gavin was first team, all-conference. And what did these seniors, or, or what, I guess, what would you miss most? What will you miss most about this group of seniors? And you I, go individually or collectively? Well, you know, you with Decker, to- I mean, I he's one of those kids that, you know, you tell him, hey, I'm going to be at the gym at 5 a.m., he'll be there. You know, he was just always consistent, um, worked his butt off. I know Coach Ressler, Coach David Nurse, and you can say David Nurse was probably one of the best shooters you've ever been around. Yeah, the best I've ever coached. And Decker Hansen beat his three-point percentage for a se- last year. You know, I mean, the the fact that I think Decker Hansen is one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters around, uh, he's he's completely worked. He's he's worked for that award and, and that opportunity to, to set a record because – you know, you look at him, he's five foot ten. he's probably 145, 150 pounds, but the, the kid worked his butt off and became really, really good at that, that uh, catch and shoot. So for, for him especially, I think that that's one thing that that's always going to stand out to me. You know, the work you put in is the work you're going to get back. So to me, his hard work got him 
where you know all conference honorable mention twice, all district twice, when he probably wouldn't have done that for other teams. So his hard work that he put in is what he got back. Got an opportunity, made the most of it. Absolutely. How about uh, Aaron Hoffman, Jordan Carr, those guys? Aaron Hoffman, Jordan Carr. I mean, we were up. You know, we have awards for. Bulldog, and that's the, one of the toughest dudes on the team, and the defensive player of the year. And those two guys got those awards. I'm not going to say which ones are or which yet, but um, those guys just worked their butts off, especially on the defensive end. To me, those two guys unselfish is what stands out to me. You know, we didn't run very many plays for them offensively, but you know they put themselves in opportunities to be successful on the court for us. And and I, to me, just being very unselfish and. I mean, they're carny kids, man. They're going to work their butts off. And Gavin, uh, who didn't have the finish to the season, I think that uh, that he would have envisioned or, mm-hmm. or would have wanted, but uh, he had a pretty solid career oh, in for sure. carny basketball. For sure. I mean, I, I talked to him after the game. He gave me my best moment, and that was, you know, he went seven for eight at the free throw line uh, against Raytown South in the quarterfinals as a sophomore to go to a final four. And and he, he didn't back down when we played Vashon and, the, the the frustrating part for Gavin is I know he's had two knee surgeries on the same knee. He's had a hip flexor issues. He's had, you know, he had that high ankle sprain. It just, you know, I, 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 there's probably not many games in his career where he played a hundred percent, you know, he's always kind of banged up and things like that. But um, one of the, one of the most skilled, quick, talented, athletic kids that we've had in Corny in a long time. I wish he was as tall as his brother. His brother was six foot six. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's not fair. You had to end up being the runt, but yeah. still get the athletic ability. You know, and same thing with Taylor. I mean, the the Frizzells, what they brought to our programs. I mean, you know, Elite Eight finishes and Final Fours. I mean, I don't. You can ask Coach Russell, but I don't know if you guys would have been there without Frizzell. No, Taylor and Gavin's the same thing for us. And I mean, he's had a fantastic career. Four student, all state. In soccer, all conference and football, the sky's the limit for him. Whatever he puts his mind to, he's going to be successful at. And uh, we can't forget about Eli Ursic. Yeah, Eli's a, Eli's a great kid. Um, coming into the season, you know, we didn't know exactly where he was going to be, and he's fought and worked his way to to becoming a starter and being a vital part of our our team and our success. Um, if you would have saw him play when he was a sophomore, I don't know if he would have made it to this point. But, you know, that's a credit to him, how hard he's worked and just another very selfless person, very smart, bright kid, part of DECA program. So, I mean, I, I, the sky's the limit for him as well. Yeah, these these seniors meant a lot to this program through the years. And you're right. Some of them contributed as sophomores. Some mm-hmm. of them, it took a little bit longer. Yep. Um, you know, going back to Eli, I mean, you kept telling him, you know, if he gets open looks to take them. Absolutely. And, and he, he did, he kept taking them and he would, he, his, you know, shooting percentage wasn't as great as I, I know mm-hmm. you probably would have wanted it or he would have wanted, but he did come through with some, some pretty big shots this season. Absolutely. You know, when we played Raytown South out Raytown South, double overtime loss, uh, 61, 60 at he, I believe he hit three threes and had 13 points for us. And t- to me with, with him, it was all confidence. You know, the coaching staff, we all believed in him. There's times where he didn't quite believe in himself. And I think, you know, you could see spurts throughout the season where, man, he was really capable and he did some really good things. And and like I said, he's one of those kids, if you ask him to do something, he was going to do it. And so coachable. And to me, if you ask Coach Ressler as well, I mean, being coachable is now a skill. And it, it, there are certain kids that, t- you know, they listen to what you say, but they don't 
quite comprehended or, you know, they give you a, a look. Eli was never like that, man. He was so coachable and, and hardworking. And to me, that's all you can ask for as a high school basketball coach. Sure. All right. So, so kind of looking in your, uh, in your future mm-hmm. for next season, um, you got some young talent coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have a little bit of size coming back. It'll be young as well. Yep. Um, what do you see um, that's going to help you best in the off season? Kind of prepare for uh, for what you're going to need to do next season to kind of take shape. I think just what we talked about earlier, we're building some team chemistry. You know, we had some juniors that, you know, were playing JV, and I think they can step into their role. To me, a kid like Cade Schwartzenbach is very, very capable, and um, I'm really excited to see, you know, he's he's still kind of got that kid body. When he, when he matures from a junior to a senior, I think his body's going to change. I think he's going to give us a lot, you know, inside. Um, you know, Ashton Holloway had a nice year for a freshman and, you know, there, there's quite a few other kids. So I think just working on skills, you know, becoming tougher, getting in the weight room, to me, conditioning is so important as well. You know, it, no matter how many guys you go deep, six, seven, eight, you got to be able to play 32 minutes on both ends of the floor. So that's something we're really going to emphasize is, you know, getting on the track. And you're not going to, you're not going to back off on that tough schedule, are you? Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> So strap on. Uh, yep. All right. So we'll go to break and uh, hear some highlights from the uh, boys' season this season, and then we'll we'll open up the book on the girls' season and talk with Coach Wrestler. You're listening to the Coach Stegman Show on 102.7 FM. Here comes good drive, good drive by Brennan Watkins up and yes. scores. Brennan Watkins with 10 seconds left off glass with the the dish from Gavin Frizzell. Brennan Watkins with a nice baseline drive. One point lead for Carney. Pirates have 13 points now in this game. Yeah, one of those second chance shots. Eventually it's going to go in. Jordan Carr out at the top. Gives the Eli Ersic off to Brennan Watkins, who's going to drive right, dish back over to Eli for a corner three, and Eli Ersic banks in a three. That's three for Eli Ersic. Let's get him going, too, off that bench. Yeah, good to see him still shooting, even after he's missed those uh, those last few shots. All right, we're back with the Coach Segment Show. This segment will be uh, will be Troy Wrestler's segment. And, uh, Coach, welcome in. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. I know you've had a couple of days to uh, kind of digest the, the last game, and... Uh, if you want, we can get it out of the way and, and just kind of get that, that bad juju out out of out in the air. Um, we had our quarterfinal on Saturday, um, a rematch of earlier this season and last year's quarterfinal against Lincoln Prep. Uh, played at the Silverstein Eye Centers Arena, which I kind of wondered if if that bothered the girls even just a little bit, playing where we played. And you can speak to that in just a second, but... Um, Ended up taking the loss, thirty-six to thirty-three. Um, had a had a shot at the end of regulation to tie the game, and uh, had a good look. And unfortunately, um, it was just a little bit strong, right on line. Uh, and you can talk about that as well, but just a little bit strong. And uh, the girls ended up twenty-five and four on the season. So I mean, that's two twenty twenty-plus win seasons in a row for you. Um, how how have you kind of reconciled that game over the last couple of days? Um, it's goes in stages um, <laughs> of grief. To be honest with you, yeah, it really does. It it is it's it is embarrassing the way I have felt 
because it it is a game. Yeah. And on Sunday, it's just like I mean, it is it's morbid the way you feel, and it's like it shouldn't feel this bad, uh, but it does. And uh, well, you have so much emotionally invested in the girls, right? And my assistants kept reminding me uh, through text message. They were <laughs> like, you know, it's it, it hurts this bad because you do care, and that's yeah. positive. So, um, but you know, you you get over it. it I guess a little at a time. Uh, today was better than yesterday, and I'm sure tomorrow will be better than that. So you just got to keep it into perspective. Um, uh, as far as the game. I felt really good about it. Uh, this team, I think I said before, I don't know if I said it, but I definitely felt it that this was the most together team I've probably ever had. Um, I felt like they were the most ready, and I felt like they were playing better at that point in the year than even last year's team. And obviously last year's team got it done, and they were really, really good. I just felt like this team was just playing at a level that, you know, I'm not saying they were better than last year's team by any means, but I'm this as far as how they were playing, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were ready for it. They were excited. They kept saying how you know that week was so long leading up to that game, and uh, we kind of just kept it routine, kept it normal, and and I don't. There's really no explanation for it uh, for those that weren't there, or didn't hear. Uh, we just didn't couldn't score the basketball. Uh, the same looks that we've gotten. Most of the year, we got good looks, got favorable matchups. The game plan was to attack them. We did. We got them in foul trouble. They were they're not very deep. Uh, everything was kind of going to plan, except for the ball going in the hole. And unfortunately, that kind of trumps everything. And I di- I just never really thought that that would happen for four quarters to us because it hasn't really happened all year. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, but like I always tell them. And the reason I do it is if you guard, if you make a commitment to play in defense, it doesn't matter what obstacles are thrown your way, you at least got a shot in the end. And I think in the future I'll be able to reflect back and, and bring up this game because if we didn't guard, we would have gotten beat pretty bad. Uh, but we guarded. We held them to 36. Abby Couch took two charges. Uh, we rebounded. We battled. Guards were rebounding. And it was just one of those games where it was just really hard to score. Um, even the looks inside, I've had – players tell me uh, since it happened that uh, they just said I've I've never missed that many open looks even inside and I try to just put in perspective because they feel bad they obviously thought they were going to win they played to win they wanted it um, and it just didn't happen did you feel like the game was uh, was allowed to get that physical or did you just feel like that was how both teams were kind of approaching it it seemed like it was pretty physical in the first half yeah it was uh, but I mean, it was. I think it was pretty much the same for both. I don't know. It seemed like that in the first half we got them in foul trouble, and then in the second half, um, it was. And I hate when coaches and people right. complain it's ten to three or whatever. But at one time it was ten to three, and I know I don't, <laughs> they don't keep track after ten. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, it for was. Sure. You know, it just kind of went. You know, two ways, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't complaining to the refs or anything. I might have said something to them, you know, that we're still attacking them, you know, like we did in the first half, and right. they're attacking us, and and they're going to the line a lot. And, yeah. But again, this that game didn't come down to officiating or anything like that. It was just they held on, they made more plays than we did. At what point did you kind of see the look in the girls' eyes when the shots weren't falling that you were like, oh man, um, now it's in their head. I remember seeing it from a couple of them individually. Yeah, I just individually, wondered. maybe I can, uh, maybe that happened. But 
I, I was so focused on just just keep swimming. <laughs> um, I got two daughters, so I yep. wrote a lot of Disney movies. But mm-hmm. it, the whole thing was like we we just had to because I believed I, the the Spectrum. Time Warner was doing the game. Uh, I guess it's Spectrum now. And at halftime, when he asked me, he's like, "What do you got to do in the second half?" And I said, "Look, these girls are way too good of shooters and scorers of the basketball to have that thing to have what happened the first half the the next two quarters." Mm-hmm. And I said, they're going to hit shots. I said, it's going to happen. And I believed that. So I never really looked at him and thought, oh, no, we're in trouble. I was like, we're going to hit a couple shots, and then we're going to hit several shots. Right. I just knew it was going to happen. I didn't know when. And I maybe that was just the belief. But I, I, it wasn't me trying to convince myself that or convince them that. I truly believed that uh, we were going to get hot. I, I remember Taylor taking a shot after a drive that was an open look. as kind of a floater. And uh, – it, it bricked off the back edge of the rim. And uh, I remember going back down to the floor when Lincoln got the rebound that she looked at her hand like, what What am I doing differently with right. you that I haven't done all right. season that that, didn't, that that shot didn't fall? It felt so good coming out of my hand and it just didn't go. Right, and it was like that pretty much for everybody, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you can control a lot of things in basketball. You can't necessarily control uh, the ball going in all the time. You can get the looks. And... Um, that's why I felt like that maybe even if even if you know a couple of the guards were struggling, somebody was going to start hitting, and then we'd find them, and mm-hmm. that's what they do. So it yep. just never happened for anybody. Yeah, and and you got to give some credit to Lincoln Prep because uh, they kept attacking, and uh, you know they they did get to the free throw line, and while they didn't make all their free throws, they uh, they did a pretty good job considering how often they were there, at least enough to to be up by you know more points at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely credit to them. They, I mean, they played hard too. Uh, we knew it was going to be tough no matter what. It was going to kind of maybe be back and forth, and we just felt like we could go on a run maybe and, and get up and then look to stretch it out. And um, just when you can't get going offensively, that just we just stayed in the fight with defense. But, yeah, they made plays. They're a tough team. I mean, they're obviously – they've won a lot of games too, and they're highly thought of, and they're going to go down there and they'll make noise in Springfield. Good. All right. Well, I think I think we pretty much know what the expectations were for this team uh, going in, and uh, while they uh, they met ninety nine point nine percent of the expectations, they were just short on some of the very very most you know the biggest expectations. Um, what what was your biggest challenge throughout the season of a of a twenty five win season? Yeah, I, uh, the, this group there's really not a, that I can think of right now. Um, a great challenge with them. I don't have to keep them grounded. They're not going to get too full of themselves. They're not going to get too cocky. They're they were focused. Um, I mean, we won the sectional game. We beat Nevada by twenty. I went into the locker room afterwards, and uh, they were just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, hold up! You got to enjoy this. This is a long. <laughs> this this isn't easy. It's a business trip for them. That's almost. what they were. They, yeah. they said we're we're we expected to win. They said we're ready for the next one. So well, that's great." To an extent, mm-hmm. I said, "Man, you got to make sure you're enjoying this because mm-hmm. you don't want to have the season end and look back and you know I wish I would have you know enjoyed that." But I, they do; they enjoyed each other. Um, I always say that down the road, and I tell them this all the time: you're not going to remember plays, you're probably not going to remember practices, and there's games and the wins and losses. You're not going to remember: do we beat that team? Did we not? But you're going to remember the moments. Uh, the lighthearted moments pretty much is what you'll remember. They'll remember eating at Ginger Sue's that morning of that game and just the conversations and things like that. Uh, they'll remember um, from this year the 
district title at home, opening up the new gym. They'll remember the sectional game, and they'll remember that loss. That'll stick with them, too. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be moments that they're going to look back on, and I always tell them that it's you're doing this uh, take pride in Carney and the community, and um, you'll bring your kids back someday, even if you move away, and you'll look up in the gym, and they'll never erase the numbers off the wall. So, mm-hmm. like the conference title, the district title, uh, the final four from last year, like those years are not going to go off there. So be proud of that. Enjoy that. But um, when it comes down to it, it's going to be the lighthearted stuff because I still have people that come back and they'll bring up something that I va- vaguely remember mm-hmm. happening or then it triggers my memory and I do remember it. So so what uh, what did you learn most? I think you got this group down pretty well on on what they were and and, uh, and who they were as a kind of a, a character team uh, what did you learn most about yourself as a coach this season after two really successful seasons yeah um, how do you keep that going well i i think that it was everybody being on the same page everybody buying in um the thing i was very proud of last year i've talked about and this year as well is watch our bench when something good happens uh, especially in the playoff games like uh, there's nobody more excited than people on our bench and um, we talk about that a lot, and I praise him for it and talk about how important it is. And I always say that, like, Quinn Weekly, like, even when I go back and stat the films and I'm watching, I'm like, you hear her voice above anybody else's when she's on the bench, and she's cheering for uh, somebody that's playing in her spot. And, you know, you got everybody rowing in the same direction. And that's the thing that it's just got to keep going forward with it. Um, next year's group, they lose the seniors. Um, you know, hopefully they start off where this group left off as far as, in, you know, having the right frame of mind. And um, then the young ones that come on, they just kind of get in line and realize, okay, this is how it's done. And I've heard stories in the past when I'm not around from seniors that have went and uh, kind of took an underclassman and said, hey, this is how we do things here. And so when they're doing that without me having to be the one that, you know, is saying it, then we're definitely heading in the right direction. Well, let's let's spend a little bit of time talking about those seniors and what they meant to your program. Sophia Ivy, Nikki Brayfogel, and Taylor Frizzell are your three. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad, you know. That's uh, only the two of your starting five that you're losing. Um, so, but as an impact on your program, what what did those girls mean? Yeah, and and Nikki's really a starter too. I mean, she played as many minutes yeah, as true. the other posts and stuff. So, I mean, they're they're all valuable in that regard. We're going to have to replace minutes from them, obviously, and. Um, Nikki came on this year, and each year she really progressed. We moved her up um, as a freshman. She played JV, and she moved up. She played JV for the freshman, sophomore, and even junior year, and she started dressing varsity junior year, but she had those two posts in front of her that played pretty much 32 minutes, and she got that. Um, But she was able to go on that state ride, and I think that going against them for those years really paid dividends to her. Cause the thing about her, I always said, and I'd always tell her this, Nick, whenever she'd go in and why I wanted her coming off the bench so much was I said, Nikki, we need a spark. You need that. You need somebody to embrace that six man role. I said, you know, everybody wants to hear their name announced and all that stuff at games. I said, but you're getting as much, if not more minutes than, you know, some people that may start. I said, so embrace this role, go in, be the spark, because that's the type of player she was. She's an undersized post, but she she did her job um, by outworking the people. And I would always, that's the last message I'd say before I, she went in the game. I'd say, go do what you do, just go outwork someone. That's what I always noticed in, in the brief time that we got to spend really focusing on on the girls' team and how they played was she was one of the smarter, more thoughtful, more 
okay, the ball's up or the ball's going to this side. Where do I need to be to be in the best rebounding position on the weak side? She was always the one who I thought was thinking one step ahead more than, you know, some of the others. Instinctfully yeah. rebounding, you are spot on on that. Now, Nikki would be the first one to tell you that um, – in the four years that her senior year, the place finally clicked for, her. she would be the first <laughs> well, one to say did, that. Eventually. No, it did. It definitely did. And in fact, it was so the one thing that's really rewarding is Nikki kind of struggled with some of the plays and stuff. She was more of a, just get the ball. Let's just go play. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, when I was watching her this year, explain to some of the younger posts, what to do on plays, I just kind of look at her and smile and I'd say, well, you've come a long way. And she would <laughs> laugh about it and say, yeah, I finally get them. Um, yeah. So, Sophia Ivy, um, she's one that she played freshman at the freshman level, came up and worked her way, and um, she plays uh, like tennis as well. Um, and she just did a great job. Um, everybody likes her. She's a, a leader because everybody respects her. And like we opened up the game this year, we're not really sure. She hasn't had a lot of minutes. None of the post have because, again, Emma and Cowley took 90% mm -hmm. of the minutes last year. Um, and so Soph comes in the first game and she scores like 18 points. I was like, holy cow, you know, because she, she went she herself. <laughs> Were you holding that back? Well, I, yeah. I didn't know she could do that. She didn't know she could do that. Uh, but uh, she came out against Raytown that first game. They were in a zone. She shot 15-footers. She got offensive rebounds, putbacks. And I was like, holy smokes, we may have some here. And um, she kind of laughs about that. But just a great personality, great character kid, very mature. Um, and she ended up, um, like I said, starting for us. Um, did the little things in the game the other night. I felt like everybody was really, really struggling offensively, and and that's uh, they would tell you that as well. Uh, but Soph didn't. She was the one that was consistent. She hit the open looks. Uh, she had her first point of the game from the free throw line, and then she started hitting some off of offensive rebounds and, and kicks to her from the guards penetrating, and she was finishing, and she had a really good game her last, uh, last game her senior year. Uh, Taylor Frizzell. Um, Taylor's very successful. Uh, she's my cadet at the middle school, so I get to talk to her every day. Um, great kid, great student. Um, she's won all the academic awards and all the tournaments and things off of our team. She's all district uh, two years, last two years, all conference. Um, first team this year, first team last year. Sophomore year had the knee injury on the first game, right? She scored over a thousand points. We talked about yeah. that last time, but I mean, she would have been high up on the list if she would have got her full sophomore year on, Aaron, full sophomore year in rather. Uh, Let us in scoring on a twenty-seven and four third place state team, and Let us in scoring again this year. Um, I actually think, and I, I think she was our leading rebounder this year. I think she ended up getting that too. Did she from a guard? I'm sure yeah. her and Caroline were pretty close. They were to pretty that, close. But, yeah. I, I I haven't statted the game from the other night. I'm like, <laughs> I don't blame you. No, I know, but I have to. I got to do it tonight. <laughs> so I've been dreading it all day, but it's got to get done. So I'm going to go do that tonight. She's um, also going to play in the uh, college or the uh, high school coaches association all star game. Yeah, the Mocan game. Yeah. We've had, uh, I believe, I believe she's the fifth player in seven years that we've had play in this thing and uh it's a cool deal i got to coach in it last year right. and um it's a really cool turn it's a it's a, it's a big deal it's a big accomplishment because this this takes everybody in the city no matter what the class and even extends outside the city uh, we had a girl from st joe on the team last year and i know in the past they had a girl from even hamilton on a team once so anyway it's a big honor um and i i really feel like uh, she's gonna get all state 
I can't control that. I don't know that, but I, I feel like she's going to. But uh, if she doesn't, then is what it is. You can't really get yeah, caught up in that. Yeah, you can't take away what she meant no. to this program. No, well, I think, she's I think just outside looking in, you know, watching Taylor and your relationship and chemistry you guys had, if you needed something done, she was the girl you go to to help. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I, I just think, you know, she showed up at 5 a.m. at William Jewell every yeah, day. Yeah. I mean. And she got she, the other girls to go. You talk about setting a culture, that girl helped. Yeah. You know, she yeah. moved here in seventh grade and I had her in PE and I was like, wow, this kid's special. But looking back, I didn't know how special she was. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, um, we'll go to break uh, hearing how special she was, uh, listening to some highlights from uh, some of the girls games that we broadcast. And we'll come back for the final segment. We'll uh, we'll wrap up with some questions to each of the coaches. Uh, you're listening to the Coach Stegman Show on 102.7 KPGZ. Abby Couch back to Caroline Kelly at the top of the key. Over to Frizzell, and Frizzell's going to pump fake on a three. Drive left, throw over to Abby for an open look from three. Bounces off. He rebounds Sophia Ivy over the smaller Nevada player, and she puts the, puts the ball in the basket. 21-12 Bulldogs, 4.54 left to go. girls can do just about everything. 10 seconds left to go in the half. Wrestlers calling out information and uh, instructions. Taylor Frizzell dribbles through, drives, dishes over to Quinn Weekly for about an eight-footer that rattles home. Two more for Quinn Weekly, and Coach Wrestler is fired up on the bench. He is excited that his Bulldogs are running his place to perfection, and they will take an eight-point lead, 29-17, into the locker room for halftime. Welcome back. You're listening to the Coach Stegman Show on 102.7 KPGZ. This is the season wrap-up show. We've got Coach Kirk Stegman and Coach Troy Ressler in studio, and we are we've recapped the boys' season. Uh, we were just finishing up with the girls' season, and Troy, I wanted to get to um, some of the awards that you've had um, for this season, and if you want to go ahead and, uh, and knock them out of the park, uh, have sure. at it. Uh, we had first-team all-conference, Taylor Frizzell, first-team all-conference, um, Caroline Kelly, Second team all-conference, Abby Couch, and all-conference honorable mention, Quinn Weekly. And then all-district, we had, um, there's no first or second team in district, so it's the top uh, 10 in district. Yep. It's uh, yep. uh, Taylor Frizzell, Caroline Kelly, and Abby Couch all made all-district. So some, uh, some talent you'll have leaving the program, but some talent you'll have returning to the program. So kind of to finish up with, uh, with the girls' season, while it was a disappointing final game uh, and not the way that, that these girls wanted to go out or not the way that they expected to go out, a very successful season. And while you have to say goodbye to some seniors, you certainly have some tools to have another successful run next season. So what, what pieces do you expect to have or what pieces do you um, kind of need to mold to make it another successful season next season? Well, that's the thing about coaching is you really don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, we can project, um, you can guess uh, what's going to happen, but people are going to step up. Maybe some people don't play. You never know exactly what's going through a high school kid's mind. I don't care, girls, boys, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you do know, then write a book and then and, and <laughs> tell the go, rest of us. Yeah, live somewhere else on the island somewhere. But So we got Caroline Kelly coming back at the point. We have Abby Couch at the guard coming back. 
Abby is the best female basketball defender I have ever coached, and I'd put her up against anybody. She only took two charges in that quarterfinal game, and that's pretty routine. If I tell her I think you can take a charge, beat a girl to a spot, she's going to do it at least once, or she's going to die trying. And I think she probably had three, and she lost one to a bad, maybe a a questionable call. And she let us in block shots. She does everything. She's long athletic. we got Abby at back at the guard. I look for her to have to do more offensively with losing a lot of the scoring in Taylor. Maddie Taylor was the first guard off the bench this year. Uh, she had to play one game when Caroline was not at the game, and they triangle and two to Abby and Taylor and left Maddie wide open. She had 12 points that game, hit a couple threes. So Maddie's going to have to step in. And, and then we got other guards, the varsity guards this year on the bench. Kenzie Hoffman's a sophomore, and Kenzie Cooch is a freshman. Brought her up for the playoffs. Inside, Quinn Weekly comes back. She's a starter. She was the honorable mention post player we had. And Sierra Culver was the other post player, and we played all four of those posts all year long. So we got to find a backup post player who's going to step up into that. Don't know. Um, Lock and change between now and next season. So uh, it it does. The future looks good. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, I'll get over this uh, season the way it ended, and, and we'll start moving forward. But you never know what's going to happen um, as far as who's going to get playing time and things like that. But you know, you could base it off what last year. We got a we got a really good foundation and a really good start on on twenty nineteen twenty twenty. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, to seeing that take shape on both of your guys' sides. Okay. So I have I have a hypothetical here, and uh, I don't know how this question is going to going to come out or sound or how <laughs> you're going to react to it. But typically, if you're a a D one or even a, a college, you know, low low college coach. Your offseason is spent doing what? Recruiting. Recruiting, yes. So if you had the ability to recruit for your school, your squad, your your team, um, what would you say? How would you do it? I know this is kind of like a job interview type question, but it it came to me earlier. I was just kind of thinking, what? What do, I, what do I want to ask these guys? And I think I want to I want to know what you would say to somebody who was on the fence, you know, about playing, not playing, or you know, coming to your school to play. So whoever wants to take it first, um, you know what, Coach Russell was conference district coach of the year. I'll let him go. First. All right, well, <laughs> well, I want picks. your answer. I want your answer yeah. too. But we'll let him. Start. Okay, this is the one reason why one of many probably I wouldn't be very good at coaching college. I, I don't I don't like going out and selling myself or my program i really don't um it's a humility but, type of thing. <laughs> yeah i don't but but at the same time i think what i what i would do um if there were <laughs> recruiting involved is one i would have to be myself but i would encourage i would have to have help recruiting i would have that whoever it is talk to my former players and um I would uh, to me that means more than anything what people that have actually been in the fire with you and have done um they know in who you truly are and i think that hopefully they would sell it for me um yeah I, <laughs> I, I don't know maybe i i would try to um kind of explain the way we do things and the way we operate my what my philosophy is overall but boy it would be hard trying to get kids to come in to to recruit them and then you know something happens and they don't play as much and i, I don't know that's that's a yeah reason why i don't well, want to do it. I'll, I'll help him out so the thing that i would say for coach wrestler is if you just watch a team chemistry they have really high team chemistry you know they defend really well so if you're going to come here you're gonna have to defend um if you want to come here and win if you want to win probably come to carney because what he's done with the girls program stop. is it seven years in a row now stop i think it's seven seven years in a row in conference and just dominating and yeah my, I, I, I mean i'm 
he can think I'm full of it, but like he's truly one of the best coaches in Missouri, boys or girls. What he's got these girls doing is fantastic and you know i get to pick his brain and and learn from him as much as anyone so i think if you want to win and be successful and you know you know you're a kid when you get here and you're going to be a woman when you leave so it's i mean responsibility character i think that's what his program's all about that was very nice Kurt. oh man <laughs> nice i'm telling start. you he's blushing he can recruit that's, that's it that <laughs> yeah well maybe recruit. that's it uh, we didn't we didn't really talk too much about um the pieces that that you want to kind of put together Kirk, mm-hmm. for um for what you see coming up in the next season for you mm-hmm. your, your squad um what what do you need what do you see as some of the things that you need to do with your team well i think uh, just chemistry working and you know to me the biggest things that a lot of kids are missing and i'm sure coach wrestler would agree is just fundamentals you know, with the first practices when eighth graders get here, I, I tell Coach Herman and Coach Gentry, first 20 minutes, right hand, left hand layups. You know, I mean, you got to be able to go to your right as well as your left. When we play the type of teams that we play, we need the guys that can get the ball past half court and get us in an offense. That's a skill that is very vital to our what we're trying to do. Just little things like that and continuing to develop to, to develop and get the the max out of these kids is is what we've always been looking at and you know each year in high school you don't get to recruit the kids that you want and you got they're the kids that you're going to have so you know my first year we had six six three kids and that was really nice to have you know we were able to pressure and we, we rebounded the ball really well and this this year it was a learning experience for myself i mean we had to dictate the tempo we had to less possessions per game when we were doing the stats um oak grove averaged 102 possessions a game we averaged 68 so we we tried to slow the game down and we wanted to dictate and you know be half court set to half court set and oak grove averages 75 points a game we averaged 52 and we lost 49 48 so i'll take my chances that we if we can dictate the tempo but you know looking into next year like he said we got some we got some kids coming back and you know we're gonna have to have a, a lot of uh, JV guys step up and you know this could be a year where younger guys are going to get opportunities as well and I'd love to find eight or nine guys that can play you know having six or seven is tough and mm-hmm. if six and seven and eight are about the same we're going to play more you know I thought of something uh, in the recruiting you know we have a, a nice shiny new gym <laughs> I'm sure there's something with the video board that you guys could you know could work <laughs> out with uh, with a highlight reel you know uh, I think the girls had one. The girls had. <clears throat> they did have one. I don't know that I ever saw it on the video board. It was but, on the uh, video board. Uh, no, it didn't get it didn't get finished until I got you. We were done. I got you. I think it was like it could have been on the district title game. Would have been the only time I think. Well, I think you know the getting back to the recruiting part too is you know I have some really good assistant coaches Tyler Funk and Dylan Starzel and I would use those guys as well. What it takes to to be successful here and you know. In, in the boys program as well we've had some success in the recent past and you know getting back to being tough and hard-nosed and accountable and all that stuff and just working on teamwork and and chemistry and things like that so that's that's what we're looking for next year and i just thought of another one and i've i've had this thought before but um you mentioned his seven yes district no seven conference Conferences championships in a, row. in a row yes and back-to-back district championships yes and, and i'm gonna have to go to the ku well again but have you seen the uh the faux Lincoln commercial with Bill Self sitting in his car Mm-mm. and he's looking for um 
he's looking for something and he keeps he looks in the back seat and there's all the big 12 championship trophies in the back seat and he's like no that's not it that's not it and then he pulls open the console in the middle and there's all the rings for all the you know the big 12 yes. tournament titles you know and he's like no that's not in that either and then he pulls open the uh the glove box and there's like the uh all of the uh tournament tournament wins that they've had yeah. and then that's that falls out and he's like no that's not it either you put wrestler in his car, and we can make a little Matthew McConaughey <laughs> be, look good, Lincoln with all yes. of his uh, with yes. all of his championships in there. And um, <laughs> yeah, that'd make me want to play. I mean, I'd put on a wig and play girls basketball. I'm telling you, I'd get beat, you. but you know, uh, that's I'd, getting brutal. I'd do it. Yeah. Well, I, I just think too, you know, wherever they're at, you know, they're playing throughout the season. When they play a Liberty, they freaking beat Liberty. Yeah, you know what I mean, they they beat the really good big five A teams every year. And the funny thing is, you look at his non cons. None of those teams want to play Carney anymore. Yeah. You know? So that to me that's a testament of where he's gotten his program and his culture set. So you you've out coached yourself, Troy. <laughs> you can't you can't play anybody in the Kansas City Metro anymore. This is like a roast. <laughs> when when are we gonna get uh yeah, like the uh who is it? The uh Kansas, Missouri, where you play Bishop Miege and you play you play those sort of things. We Have played you had them any one we played them one year. They used to do the Hy-Vee shootout. I don't think they do it anymore over at Avila. Mm-hmm. And I, my first two years, I begged to get in there because I knew how good we were going to be those first two years. We were 49-6 and six in those two, and uh, they kept telling me they didn't have room. Couldn't get us in. And then they put us in the third year after we'd graduated five seniors. Still had a good team. And they, they threw a meat necklace around our neck and said, here, go get oh, me no. Asia. One had everybody back and won all these state titles, and we got rolled. Mm. And the next year, we were going to be better, mm-hmm. and uh, they called and told us uh, they didn't want us back. Dang it. So That's frustrating. Yeah. I, yeah. Sometimes, man, I just, I don't think a lot of people outside of Carney wants Carney to win. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I think, that's yeah. Just, I get that feeling. Haters going to hate. Haters Maybe gonna it's hate. because, you know. Haters going to hate. We're so good at football, <laughs> and we spend so much time beating down everybody in football uh, that uh, you guys have to battle uphill. Is that a oh, thing? Oh, I, I just want those, you know chance of let's play football i mean we got to beat them in basketball too so yeah i don't you know i don't like to hear those at their basketball games so. <laughs> right um no i just think you know the last couple of years that carney's had a lot of success and you know we're going to continue to work as hard as we can and we got great new facilities and great academics and education and you know if anybody <laughs> there's my there's my recruiting right there. Uh-huh. Here. yeah I'm, I'm hearing it i'm feeling it yeah <laughs> Feeling the tug. Oh, so. I'm just trying not to get fined. <laughs> Is that tampering? That was Marshawn Lynch, wasn't it? I so think it was. I'm just yeah. here to so I don't get fined. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. There's no tampering charges right now, is there? Collusion. I'm not tamper. I'm not talking. I don't know. That's why I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know what I can say and not say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the question I had, but now it's completely gone. Oh. Um, you guys have been great uh, to work with, and uh, we've had a blast this season uh, covering the games. Um, I, I want to thank you for the uh the access that you've given us mm-hmm. uh, as a program um i hope that we've we've done you proud and uh, and made made it fun for everybody i know we've had listeners during you know the live broadcasts um from all over the world i don't know why some of them are <laughs> listening but um somebody is tuning into our broadcasts um you know all over the country and all over the world and um it's been a good a good thing for us. I've listened to a couple of them, the rebroadcasts on the on the website, and I cringe a little bit at uh, some of the calls I've made. So as long as you guys promise to stay as good and, and get better as you are, um, I will promise to do the same. And uh, 
Well, hey, uh, my math is going to have to get better, Troy. Obviously, yeah, I know I, that's coming. Oh, uh, I'm going <laughs> to. Well, in the off season here, we'll get some flashcards. Thank you. We'll yes. yes. But no, so on a serious note, Andy, you do you do a great job. Absolutely. Um, and I don't want to turn this into a love fest or anything because I, I know how that feels. Kirk does it to me all the time with all of this <laughs> stuff he says. But no, really, this has been awesome. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed calling the games, calling the boys' games. Yeah. Thank you for doing. When that. I did that, um, this is just a really cool deal. And anytime you can get you get exposure for kids and for the programs promoting programs it's got i mean it's a positive and what you do um with your time here with it i mean you're a busy guy with all your jobs and everything you can't say enough about it i mean that's that's community radio is what this is and that's and that's that's what you're bringing to the table and brian here behind the scenes the silent assassin i mean the (laughs) dude just i mean he just it's first class this radio station i'm telling you guys are this is this is something that's on the rise and yeah it's just going to keep going it's because this thing's going to keep getting bigger and bigger in carney i just know it is it's just now we're just scratching the surface and i'm looking forward to you know next football season when i get to announce those games and and having the radio guys right there now that i know brian and them and and it's just and then next basketball season you guys covering and all that and uh, hopefully getting a chance to do a few more girls games yeah. and and you know i know it's a time thing and all but i mean it's just we really do appreciate it it it's just it, it makes everything a bigger deal yeah thank you guys for everything you guys have done yeah. i mean it's to to me when i first you know you asked me to do it and then i came in i'm like man this is legit this is really <laughs> cool and do you think i was going to be recording it with my telephone with my <laughs> mobile phone i didn't know i didn't have any idea and uh, to to me the biggest thing is it's fun yeah you know and you guys have worked your tails off to to make it very professional and like coach Resser said it's going to be it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and you know to hope to get some of our our players on here as well and assistant coaches and and things like that i mean you you guys are taking a lot of time out of your day so we appreciate promoting our programs because it's a it's a big thing you know we put a lot of time and effort into it i know coach Resser does as well you know our kids do and to to get out there to the carney community and you know anything we can do to give back would be great so and I'm just honored to be, Kirk has asked me several times, come on my show. Will you come on my show? Hey, I got this radio show. Have you heard of the Kirk Stegman show? And he just keeps asking me to come oh on his goodness. show. And it's uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, you know what, man? Coach you're, Stegman. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it has been a big honor, um, Coach Stegman, to have a show with your name on it oh, and invite man. and invite you know friends of friends of yours. <laughs> right on this show and uh, yeah we we hope to get bigger and expand and um i would love to get the kids in here um and uh and do that uh in seasons to come and uh i'm sure we'll we'll miss some opportunities here and there but we'll try to make the most of uh of what we have so yeah this has been great and uh we'll uh we'll take a breath and uh spend the off season kind of regrouping and uh and come back even stronger next season so thanks so much thank you very much yeah thank you all right, this has been the uh, the season wrap-up of the Coach Stegman Show. I want to thank our guests, Coach Kirk Stegman and Troy Ressler, and I want to thank Brian Watts for all of his work behind the scenes, being the uh, the silent killer, the silent assassin, <laughs> as Troy called like him. That. So uh, so this will be it for the Coach Stegman Show. Thanks for listening. You've been listening on 102.7 KPGZ. 31-20. Here's a drive and a kick out now to Decker Hansen for three. He was fouled and he makes the bucket. Yes, a four-point play coming up for Decker Hansen. Another great pass, another great shot. I tell you what, every time Smithville seems to get something going, Carney just answers. That was a fantastic play. He got knocked down to the floor after he let the ball go. 
and it found nothing but the bottom of the net.